and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishyelta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. What's up? Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific Connor himself, Zelius. It's good to see you on this quite beautifully gorgeous Thursday night. Indubitably. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, the Thursday night show, the... The Thursday Hangout, this is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you. If at any time during the show you have any topics that you or questions that you would like to submit to us, feel free to drop it in the chat. We'll try to add it to our show. If we do unfortunately run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. So, without further ado, <clears throat> a bit of news came out, and this is more up Zelius' alley than mine. But apparently, Blizzard is going to remove the race restriction for Warlocks in World of Warcraft. And it's got a lot of people peeved, which I don't know enough. Of, I haven't played World of Warcraft in a long time. I know Zilius has dabbled in the Warlock arts. So can you tell me why people would be angry? Uh, I mean, my main, when I actually played WoW, was a human warlock of death and destruction to protect us from the evil horde. And basically, like, there's the lore of certain races. Um, I honestly don't remember what races at this point because I haven't played in years and years and years and years and many years. Right. But there were lore reasons for why certain races could not be, you know, warlocks because warlocks, like, they conjure spirits and blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, it used to also be, like, only... I think it was the Paladin was Alliance only and the Shaman was Horde only. So they even used to be like, you know, classes specific to Alliance versus Horde. Mm -hmm. And years ago, Blizzard did away with that. Um, it's just kind of the idea of really from Blizzard's perspective is making all things accessible to all races and alliances is kind of what it comes down to from their perspective. So if you're just like a hardcore like World of Warcraft person who's into all the lore and stuff, this that's that's who is getting really pissed then. And there actually, believe it or not, a lot of lore to World of Warcraft. They, hell, they made a movie out of it. Yes, but was it okay? It was like a notch below okay. Well, it's not actually terrible. It was not the worst movie I've ever seen, honestly. But I wouldn't it wasn't you, bull bad. No, it was not. Like I mean, they tried. It had some spirit. Um, it was not Ubal bad, but it was also not like great by any stretch of the imagination. It was just a movie. I mean, that's that's as much as I could say. It was there. I saw it. I didn't feel like I like wasted two hours of my life that I wish I could have back. Eh. Yeah. There's there's a lot of okay movies out there that's this is okay. true there are a lot of okay movies out there yeah i mean it was a perfectly okay movie um like many movies you could see where it could have been better or like you know things were cut or if they like had more of xyz would have been better but obviously that does not always happens and it always amazes me how it doesn't happen because it's like did you actually ask a single human outside of your little hollywood click Never the answers, no, but still. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, just, you know, a heads up once again, at the end of this month is MomoCon. It's uh, May 25th through the 28th at the Georgia Royal Conference Center here in Atlanta, Georgia. If you are in the area, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you come. 
to Momocon. It's an amazing convention. And of course, Alter Confusion will be there. And there is a uh, video games uh, changing for the good question mark at 7.30 on Thursday night. Nice. Indeed. Um, so come check it out. It's awesome. All right. Uh, the next bit of news is <laughs> Twitter is doing weird shit again. Well, I don't know if it if I call it exactly weird shit, but uh, they're going to enforce a policy that basically states that if you do not log into your account once every thirty days, your account will go bye bye. Here's the conundrum that's really happened with Twitter. Yeah, as the data way with the blue. The, the blue check. check mark used to actually mean something in yep. two ways. One is you actually knew it was coming from the person who they said it was. Like there's actually like a verification process in place. And yes, it was spooked from front to time. But by and large, when a tweet came out from, you know, Zillius of all confusion, mm -hmm. like you knew it was that actual person. Right. Um, but the other thing that's also very important about that is a lot of these accounts have not been logged into for months and months and years and years mm -hmm. because they're celebrities of some sort. Yeah. So just say like, I have no idea if he tweets. Let's say Justin Bieber, right? Yeah. Of course, everybody's going to want the Justin Bieber handle, right? Yep. And mostly celebrities went ahead and reserved it. They got the blue checkbox, which to me is perfectly reasonable. Mm -hmm. And now if these accounts can be deleted, which I guess they will be, you're going to create the wild, wild west of Twitter. And I mean, Twitter was never, it always had its issues, obviously in the past, but at least like when the tweets came out from specific people, you kind of knew what you were getting. Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I actually use Twitter for the mostly, like I don't follow the conversation because the conversations on Twitter are just, ah. yeah. I really just followed it for like following a couple of few key people mm -hmm. um, in those topics. And then if I saw like the person, like I knew it was actually them, like, they did a pretty good job and like that knowledge is being very quickly eroded from Twitter of who it's become basically like a TikTok, where you don't know what the hell you're going to get or who it's from. True. Um, my one, I mean, my biggest concern is, um, sports teams because the off season, they might tweet or they may not if they don't have any news. The Falcons forget to like log in for 32 days because like it's in between the draft and free fish to free agency and every other stuff. And they go to log back and it's like, oh, well, that's awesome. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers stole our Twitter and are now tweeting on our behalf. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, let, let's think about this. Uh, the, you're, you're right there. You have all these celebrities, you have all these, you know, big name companies, sports franchises, all that jazz that, may not utilize their social media that often, but they reserve the name. It's just like when you reserve a URL, you know? I don't use all my URLs, but I have them so that no one else can have them. It's a very popular thing where like companies will get like .net, .com, .org, and et cetera, et cetera, for that exact exactly. reason. Um, another one, the other issue that's come up too, which will continue to become a thing are you know, it sucks, but people have passed away. Yeah, that's true. And it becomes like a memorial to that person um, for friends and family, et cetera, remember them. And 
as people get older and social media becomes older, it's going to become more and more of a thing, which I think, I mean, it's not, it's not great that the person died, but it's a neat thing to still have that memorial there for that person. True. And I would hate to see that all go by the wayside just because Elon Musk got in a pissing match with NPR. Yeah. No, or I mean, or even, you know, with, with of course, if if a, a famous person were to pass away tragically, someone were to scoop up their Twitter name because of course they're not going to sign in um, after. Well, I mean, you know, maybe their poltergeist will come back and just randomly tweet stuff. But then you have people, you got internet trolls that will abuse the shit out of being able to snatch up, you know, uh, an individual's Twitter handle because they've no longer can use it. And then just like, spout what? absolute crap. I'm like, what good purpose does this move actually serve? Like, I cannot imagine that the database of these users like really amount to any actual monetary value in terms yeah. of like the cost to Twitter to keep these users active. Can't be much, if anything, at all. No, no, it it does not make sense whatsoever. But hey, you know, last week we talked about Discord. Uh, going to force a, a username change for everybody. And now this week we've got Twitter going to delete your Twitter handle if you don't log in every 30 days. Now, my question is, let's say that you don't actually directly use Twitter, but you have something that will post to Twitter from a different platform. So technically, I didn't log into Twitter, but my whatever I'm posting, like let's say Instagram. Um, I'm sure that would count because it's well. Let me rephrase that. It should count because probably yeah. what it's using is an authentication token. So like from Instagram, there's pro it's not passing your. I'm assuming at least the way it should work is it's not passing like it's not like logging in as Julius every time I post from Instagram to Twitter. Right. At some point, I set up that authentication token between the two to yep. basically say I am who I say I am. My assumption would be that that auth token, if I do it once every 30 days at least, would, you know, kind of your uh, your point, reset that 30 days. Got it. Now hope the way so. Twitter's been run. Who the hell actually knows? I hope so, because otherwise Ultra Confused ZO is going to disappear. Well, because in most businesses, though, that's how they run it, is they use a third-party service mm -hmm. to basically tweet Instagram, TikTok, whatever yep. your other ones are, all on concurrently. Yep. And that's what they're doing, is they're using an authentication token to do it across the board from these platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so I would assume... That, that would still count to the 30 days, but it'd be really fucking hilarious if that was like an oversight and it didn't, and you actually had to like log into Twitter. And like myself, like I can go three months without even thinking about logging into Twitter. Yeah. Like I just, I'm like, oh, and then I'll log in, I'll use it for a couple of weeks. And then I just don't, and usually for me, it's a lot of football people I follow actually. Mm -hmm. So like the off season of football, I don't think about Twitter. And then you get into college football and NFL, and then I start following again. Right. Um, and I imagine a lot of users are the same way from Twitter. Like they use it for certain kind of niche things that they follow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, how about this? How about a, a band who takes a break? The Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> but let's say that, um, 
you know, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, trying to think of a band that has a side project like tool um, tool that, takes yep, some time what, off to go to do perfect circle. You know, the tool, you know, tool takes a break and it's all perfect circle for a year. Yep. Are you saying that the, their Twitter handle is going to disappear? Jerry Cantrell. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Who, yeah. He's got like four bands and he goes between bands. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, or like some bands will like when they're recording their albums, like they'll go into hibernation Yeah. and they're like, they'll lock themselves away and you don't hear anything until like, they make the album. Back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, now I, is it, was it, I I wasn't straight on if it was a login or a tweet because some people are also speculating like you also had to tweet every so often. Yeah, because I, I don't tweet at all. Like yeah. I use I'm a hundred percent a lurker. Um, so again, you would kill the user base. If yeah, you went that route. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people like yourself they use Twitter as kind of like your a news feed, where they yeah. don't actually they don't actually produce anything. They're just there to. Uh, consume content. That's wacky. There's got to be some kind of algorithm that if you have X amount of over X amount of users, even if you don't tweet within 30 days, they're going to keep it because that's insane. You, you've got, you know, you've got bands who probably have like millions of followers. And when they, you know, they do their album, they lock themselves away for, I don't know, 95 days. There, no, if Twitter were to let that Twitter handle go, <laughs> holy Ooh, shit! Ooh, I got one. What's that? Um, video games that like release patch notes on Twitter, yeah, or any software company for that matter. Guess what? They don't always release a patch every thirty days. That's true, and they and they they're always heavy marketing before the uh, the release, but afterwards, you know, like you said, if it if there's no patch notes then chances are you're not going to see anything unless they have to, unfortunately, address some crazy-ass bug crash. Yeah, um, so, like, whoever's posting their patch notes might not log in, mm -hmm. you know, until the next release is ready or whatever the case is. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, this is... this is a, Yeah, I, th I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of people... Be like, uh, where did Twitter account go? Uh, yep. If if that's truly the case, then yeah. 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 Ah, uh, Lord. Oh, Twitter, mm. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. You crazy, crazy people. Well, I think that's a singular people person there, but you know. Yes. What, and, who's and, and you know, just uh, you know, I guess rub salt in the wound of that crazy person. His rocket blew up like two weeks ago. Oh no! Not the it successfully it successfully launched, but they went kablooey. Well, you know that happens from time to time. Yes. So, uh, the next topic, and this one, of course, is ruffling quite a few feathers, is that the head of EA, a lovely organization, uh, claims that AI represents a significant opportunity in the industry while downplaying the fear of worker redundancy. 
So basically, the head of EA is going, well, you know what? We don't have to pay AI. So, yeah. AI is a good thing. Welcome to the future of life. We, we don't have to pay all those uh, story writers. We just get, uh, what is it, GPT chat to write those. Uh, we don't need any artists because we'll just use whatever the AI art things are. Will the games be more or less actually complete when they come out? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because... As of right now, I don't think AI can actually program to the to the extent. So there's that's still gonna be a bottleneck. Sorry, you gotta actually use human coders. But who codes the humans? God? Some mm. mysterious being upstairs who looks down on you every day? <laughs> I don't see. It's like I'm. I'm surprised that. Uh, well, actually, I, I'm guessing Activision Blizzard is just too busy trying to get their merger ratified by every single country in the on Earth to add to this discussion. But I would not be surprised if Activision Blizzard, like, we stand with EA on this, and then Ubisoft. I wouldn't be surprised if Ubisoft were to jump on that as well. Oh, and this one, yeah, they. I'm. Sure, they're all, all in on this. Yeah, um, I have very little doubt of that. Yeah. Speaking of Ubisoft, the the latest uh, Assassin's Creed has been delayed again. There's an Assassin's Creed. Yeah, there's gonna be another Assassin's Creed game. Am I supposed to be excited about this? I don't know. Um, um, it's not really. I don't think it's really your, uh, your type of game. I mean, it's more VAR good friend Jesse's type of game because you know, he uh, likes the, the historical aspects of it, even though you could kind of change history with some of your actions, but still it's based in, you know, historically accurate locations. So there's that. Yeah. But yeah, I, AI is cool. However, you know, I mean, we're we're literally trying to sprint to Skynet at this point. Yeah, and, and I mean, companies, most tech companies had already used AI in some form or fashion. Right. Usually in the form of like automation behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Which makes sense because there's certain things that just makes more sense for a computer to do that you can just automate. I think when it comes like to the decision-making skills, as far as like, how do we actually make this choice of, I don't know, giving this orca a short or sealed and what do they look like? You start getting into the human psychology nature part of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's where people get probably more worried. If you remove the human psychology, uh, psychological element from design, that's creepy. I know, but that's, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we got the internet. It's got a, you know, it's got a, an endless repository of information, stories, art, music. Yeah. And AI is getting smarter. So 
Oh, you don't need composers anymore because AI will make you an original soundtrack. Who owns the copyright then? The company. The the publisher. What if I publish it myself? I'm just going to go on to AI and have it in like a giant for loop mm-hmm. and create every possible like eight second track. And then that way, if any band produces a set, uh, like any music going forward, I'm going to say they sampled it. Sounds like a plan. But you got to make it AI available. Sport. I'm going to use AI to basically game the system. Yes. And I'm sure there's going to be people who, who've done it or who are doing it. Oh, yeah. But people I mean, to be honest to... with you, at the end of the day, the AI stuff, it it definitely has benefits, but also hurts the the smaller companies um, and the little man. So... I guess the counterpoint would be AI using something like chat GPT can give the little man a leg up by giving him resources mm-hmm. and intelligence that they would not be able to get otherwise. True, true. You could have the the chat program create uh, kind of a, a, a game script for you. I know that uh, there's a couple people I know who've utilized it to help them create um, campaigns for tabletop. That actually makes a lot of sense to be honest. Yeah. Cause there's, if for those of you out there who've never been a game master or dungeon master or storyteller, whatever it is, the person who, who crafts the adventure for you, it takes a long fucking time to set that up. And, um, I mean, there's, there's, if you want to go virtual, there's a lot of ver- good virtual um, stuff out there to do, like di- digital representations and create maps and line of sight and, um, oh, what do you call it? Um, dice rolls. View distance and, and dice rolls, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Yes, a- there are good things with AI, but I don't, you know, I I would hate to watch people lose their jobs because of AI. I think that AI is a great assisting tool, but I, I don't want to remove the human element. In my personal opinion, I do not want to remove the the human element from the products that I love and enjoy. I think most of us look at it that way. The conundrum is, as you then have the people all the way at the top of the pyramid scheme yep. who uh, don't give one iota of a heck about that. Yep. And all they care about is the moonies. So then it becomes very tricky in that regard. You know, I was just thinking about, there is a, uh, there's an author that I've been reading recently. I want to say his name is Orlando Sanchez. I think that's right. And Is that his AI name? No, no, no. No, but he has, I swear to God, he's got this, like, he's got a couple of word files that he copies and pastes <laughs> into every single one. Because I've now gotten to the point, because I'm on book nine or eight of his se- of one of his series. And so when they're describing, like, an organization, I'm like, okay, I could skip that paragraph because it's the same paragraph <laughs> in every book. <laughs> When he describes something, because I understand the concept, because you don't know if an individual is 
actually read up to that point or if they just grabbed that book. So yeah. the, the safer thing to do would be to explain, but oh my God, <laughs> when you're, when I, cause I've been seriously just pounding through those books, it gets so old to have to read the same paragraph to describe a certain character or organization or something every single book. But I'm sure it makes it easier to to meet your word count. <laughs> oh yes, the eternal balance between do you repeat what you've talked about in previous books, or do you just assume that the readers know what they've read in the previous books? True, and I know that there there are authors out there who also reiterate stuff, but not to this ex not to the the extent of this author. Like yeah, you know, no, there's definitely a balance between like. Kind of like you're saying, yeah. Just like repeating entire paragraphs is one yeah. thing, um, versus acting like you know the previous books have nothing to do with it. So there yeah. is kind of a medium, I think, a good middle ground, yeah, um, between the two. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next topic that we have is uh, for all you Hogwarts legacy people out there. Um, apparently. There has been a good amount of users who have had some panic attacks because of a certain creature in Hogwarts Legacy, and that is spiders. <laughs> and so, in true Harry Potter fashion, or I guess Hogwarts fashion, uh, there is a new option that is now available uh, called Arachnophobia Mode. It oh. takes away the spider's noises uh, and the look of the spider. It doesn't remove, sp well, it doesn't technically remove spiders. Spiders are still in the game. However, they are basically glowing-eyed balloons with roller skates. Nice. Um, and so basically, you're, you're looking at a, uh, a skin change to make them, ba basically what Harry Potter did with the... Uh, with the ridiculous um, spell. Because um, apparently there's a lot of Ron Weasleys out there who get freaked out with all the spiders. Which, I I was so overpowered by the end of the game that if I ran into a spider, it was like a couple spells and, and then I move on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can appreciate them taking that move that they technically did not have to. Yeah. Um, to do that. So I think that's actually kind of a cool thing that they did something completely not necessary um, to help out some gamers with the arachnophobia. But I wonder if that opens up the door for like spells. other fears. Yes. I some spells. people do have, in my opinion, irrational fears. However, I mean, that's basically what a phobia is. So, you know. According to me, any fear is irrational. Rational. Yeah, except for <laughs> except for yours. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you my phobia. I ain't telling you my phobias either. Mine are totally <laughs> rational, though. There you go. <laughs> They're backed up by science. Science <laughs> for the win. Um. Yeah, it's what I'm annoyed because it's a game I want to play. Mm-hmm. You know me, I usually wait for games to go on sale. Yeah. But 
I have a feeling this would be a game you'd be waiting on for a while. To yeah. Go and see. Well, because it's it's uh, turning huge profits for WB Games. Yeah. So like they have no incentive. Yeah, to drop the price. Yeah, which makes sense. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can always hope it comes to PS Plus, but I doubt it. Anytime soon, at least. Yeah, eventually. I, eventually, yeah, but I wouldn't guess anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, crap, I can't remember who the the fast food company is, but in in celebration, I want to say it's McDonald's or maybe it's Burger King. I can't remember which one, but in celebration of the new uh. Into the Spider Verse movie, uh, they are making a bright red bunned burger, which just—I'm sorry—it looks like Angry Red Hulk, <laughs> and that's got the the amount of food dye and other chemicals to make it that red has got to jack up your stomach. I mean, kind of like Mountain Dew. No, Mountain Dew is is no, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. And that the red Dew's... comes from somewhere. It's not cherries. Well, you know, Mountain Dew has so many other positive properties that you know we overlook <laughs> some of their the red sugar. Exactly. Exactly. It's just you know. Anyways, so there's just going to be a bright red burger. That's going to come out when uh, the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, movie is, actually comes out. That is, that is quite the crossover. I'm not, and they want to make it realistic. They have spider webs in the sandwich, too. What is this crunchy flavor? Oh, those are uh, house flies. Mmm. Uh, Thanks for protein. That. I'm no longer thirsty for my beverage. Ha, ha, ha. Mm. I, th- I thought I tasted something funny in it earlier. Yes, it is very odd. My phobia is coming true. Oh boy, flies in the beer. Actually, I think uh, Stone Temple Pilots was uh, flies in the Vaseline, right? Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'd have to pull up my memory cobwebs from twenty twenty five years ago. Anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick pause to thank the amazing friends of the show. These are the individuals that help Alter Confusion be the best Alter Confusion it can be. So without further ado, let us give some shout-outs. The first shout-out is going to be to the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For information, go to IndieCluster.com. 
the next shout out we got to give is to the one and only Noodle Boy Media. Noodle Boy, uh, sorry, founded in 2015 by Andrew Trant, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Of course, the next shout-out we got to give is to an, an amazing individual who helps get those aches and pains out of your gamer-tired body, and that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus of elevating a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, the next one we got to give a shout out to is the Maestro, and we actually have his brand new logo. Ladies and gentlemen, Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. Now, of course, the last shout out we got to give is to the original patron, and that would be Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both a development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information and to check out his book, go to agileaxiom.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you are just dying to know how do I become a friend of the show? Well, it's quite simple. Ladies and gentlemen, Alt Confusion survives in the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, intermetral beings, gods, demons, aliens, vampires, zombies, mummies, supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two, count them, two different tiers. There's the $1 tier, which gains you access to all the uh, early access to all the playthroughs, as well as the ability to partake in patron-only posts and polls. Now, if you're feeling extra spicy, sorry, that's $1 a month and $12 a year. If you're feeling extra spicy, that's, a, that's we've got a $5 tier, that's $5 a month, $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name or organization added to the friends of the show for every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Alter Confusion, go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N 
dot com slash altered confusion. Now, the other personal shout out that Alter Confusion has to give is Alter Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best game to help sick and injured children in their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the, that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. It's insane that we've done this for 12 years. Extra Life's been around for 13, and we've been doing Extra Life for 12. That's... 12 year, 12 days in the last 12 years that you've gone with no sleep, sir. My, I don't have children. I, I've, I, I've, no, I'm sorry. I don't have children as old as 12. I have a 10 year old and a seven year old. So I've been doing extra life longer than I've had kids. And I continue yeah. to do extra life after having kids. How about that? That's probably the bigger accomplishment. You're lucky that you have a very loving family who allows you to do these crazy things. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're so right. All right. So, so here's a bit of news. Um, Twitch has banned PewDiePie. No! Now, to be totally honest with you, Twitch has never been PewDiePie's main platform of choice. It's always been YouTube. Um, now, uh, one of, and of course... Twitch being Twitch, uh, their reason for doing so is they didn't give a reason. They just did it, which they continue to do with random streamers. Now, the real reason, reason, a lot of people think that it has to do with the fact that he is streaming content that is from another platform. Um, basically, what he did recently is he created a Twitch stream called PewDiePie Infinity. And basically what he did is he started streaming his entire playlist, which is over 3,000 hours of content from his YouTube channel. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. So, and the thing is, you know... Users were actually, you know, they were tuning in and they were, it was a very active chat room. PewDiePie wasn't responding, but yes, you, that's not uncommon. There, there are a lot of, well, I guess more YouTube, YouTube live channels where, you know, you've got your music or wherever and the people that are in the chat room are just, I don't know, socializing or trying to give you, you know, talk up some weird ass propaganda. Um, but yeah, that's that seems to be uh, a lot of people are pointing the finger at that. Is his life shattered as we know it? Oh yeah, he he's 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 oh yeah that um, that million viewers or million subscribers for Twitch compared to whatever the astronomical number is on YouTube. Oh yeah, he's he's done. I mean, he's he's got to be just heartbroken. I don't know how he'll actually move on with life. 
True. Uh, it's just uh, devastating. No, seriously. I, <laughs> Twitch and Twitter, I, I just, I, I don't, they can't just, they cannot get out of their own way. Well, Elon Musk is insane enough that we know that that's probably why they can't get out of their own way. But Twitch, I mean, Twitch is owned by Amazon. And you would think that Amazon would know something, right? I mean, shit. Well, I mean, I think the big thing with Twitch is the competition. Yeah. Like, they don't really have a very good incentive to improve their system. And I do think it is a very different system you're dealing with. When you're talking like Twitter, which are instantaneous reactions right. and writings. Right. Like, it's a very discreet little, you know, 140 character versus streaming with all kinds of crazy content. Um with a lot of interesting personalities, it is two very different platforms to moderate in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, and then you got people like PewDiePie who really tried to push that envelope of what are you allowed to do? Yeah, but at the same time, there are people who push a lot harder than PewDiePie. <laughs> I mean... Fair. He's just the big name that we hear about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I just find that funny that they, you know. I think for him, he probably just finds it more funny than anything else. He's like, oh, yay, I got banned from something else. Okay. Hmm. wonder, like, what was his number, like, on Twitch? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to say that it was, like, 1.4 million. That might be a few more than I have. Um, PewDiePie. Hopefully, I spelled that right. Uh, and then if you were to go to, let's say, his actual um YouTube, he's got a hundred and eleven million subscribers. Damn. So he's got a hundred times the subscribers on YouTube that he did at on Twitch. Still more than me, but it's okay. <laughs> so, gosh darn. Someday I'll catch up with him. Yes, absolutely, Zelia. Shoot for the stars, dude. Shoot for the stars. I'm just gonna have like a recurring loop of followers. It's gonna create like an infinite for loop to increase my viewer count. That works, right? You know, there, there's there's companies out there that if you pay them, they'll give you the viewers you're looking for. Ooh, that's what I've been missing out on all my life. Yeah, yeah. I'll get right on that. I'll bet you will. Nah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like right now I'm looking just for fun, like at the top streamers on Twitch, according mm -hmm. to like the view counts. I mm -hmm. know like three of the top twenty. That's about right. Like, yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. And probably those are just literally because they were Overwatch at one time. It's yeah. really the only reason I know who they are. Oh, uh speaking of uh Overwatch. Apparently, there's some kind of big event that they're Overwatch Two. There's a big event that, that that's coming up. Uh, that I think is centered more around PVE. Uh, 
and people are like, that what what's been shown is, is absolute garbage. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to find the story quickly, but I don't know. There it is. Overwatch Two Star Watch AI behavior worries fans about upcoming PVE content. Uh, the event adds an AI-controlled Doomfist, though its lack of general intelligence <laughs> worries fans for the upcoming PVE event. They just need to hire Chat GPT. Hey, Chat GPT, write an intelligent Doomfist. <laughs> just walk. Just he just walks around and just occasionally goes, "Oh shit, I've got a weapon. Let me do something." Yeah, it's. <sighs> I was on the fence about Diablo, and I'm mm -hmm. definitely waiting. I, I thought about it, but just with all of their seems like terrible decisions lately, I'm like, I'm just gonna wait a little bit and see what happens. In there, didn't Blizzard recently um, want to like talk about their uh, marketplace? Is that right? Their what? Their the way that they're gonna do their market. They probably did. I didn't really pay attention. Well, if Zelius is going to hold off on it, then I'll hold off on it. But to be honest with you, I wasn't going to buy it anytime soon anyways. So. Yeah, I thought you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. That that was not going to be... Uh, uh, that wasn't going to happen. That's fair. Uh, I've, got, I've got totally other games to play. So... Yeah, well, I just saw some unfortunate news. And that is? Um, that this is the uh, week sale for... Uh, oh, what's the stupid publisher name? Um, Paradox Interactive. Oh, boy. I know. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Um, I actually already have one game in my cart I need to buy. Oh, Zelius. Oh, no. Uh, the, uh, one of the Anya games. Oh, that's good. Well, they had it for free. They actually had a free trial on the PS5 that I tried. Mm -hmm. It maybe just because we grew up in the keyboard mouse era when it came to the uh, strategy games. Mm -hmm. It just didn't click for like it wasn't like I didn't have any major issues with it. It wasn't like oh no, this like isn't working or this was like was badly implemented. Yeah. I think like when we were raised on just playing keyboard and mouse with like the civilizations and the railroad tycoons and all these other types of strategy games, that's just what you're used to using. Um, or the Sim Cities, because it's really a Sim City. Mm -hmm. So just using the controller, just like eh, I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna wait till it goes on sale on the PC. There you go. Um... So yes. On your 2070 will be somewhere in my next list of games to play. Yeah. Well, but it's on sale. It's hard it, not Zilius. to. Do it. I don't do it. I don't know. Oh, it's too late, man. It's less than a Frappuccino, okay? Oh, boy. And it's gone. <laughs> it's it's a done deal. No. Zelius has fallen. Sorry, uh, I got to go my computer just uh decided to quit on me there's something else it's making me do uh-huh uh, -huh. uh, -huh. Mm -hmm. uh it seems to be uh installing something i i'm i'm uh concerned uh, i'll have to investigate this uh uh hold down the fort for me 
it's actually taking up all my uh, RAM and tubes, so I can't actually do anything else anymore. Okay, speaking of like oh. taking up all the RAM and the tubes and all that stuff, so um, as you as I stated last week, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor hmm. has had some weird ass crashes for me, and so just for shits and giggles, I had the Taskmaster open or Task Manager. <laughs> Oh, Taskmaster. Well, you got a new program. What <laughs> next? Ha ha. Uh, I had the Task Manager open, and literally, uh, Star Wars Jedi is maxing out my CPU. Oh, that'll do it. I'm watching it goes up to like 98. I'm like, oh. You have a bottleneck CPU. Congratulations, sir. I'm trying to remember how old my PC is. That's that's the and this is the danger that you run into when you get all your games on the PC versus a console, because the console, the stats really aren't changing. They might have like an upgrade when they do like, I don't know, a PS7 Slim or an Xbox SF Pro X Journeyman's <laughs> Edition, you know, or the OLED, um, which is just really, you know, Oh, yeah, graphics uh, for the Switch, you know, but basically you've already got the stats and you can't go outside those stats. But with the PC, they could push the envelope. Yep. And I'm already running. I'm not running at, I'm I'm running at, a, what do you call it? Um, uh, not, you can either make it really pretty or yeah. you can make it. Mode. Yeah, performance mode. Yeah. I had to think about it because the consoles all have the same thing now too. Um, performance versus high fidelity version. Yeah. Um, but most people still go with performance because you get the better frame rate regardless. Yeah. Most people find that a better frame rate is better than a few extra pixels on the screen, which you may or may not even notice. No, I notice it all. I, I, I use a magnifying glass on all of my games. You must have some pretty sweet glasses there, sir. Dude, it's it, they're amazing. Mm. At least that's what I'm gonna tell Pixel myself. Pixel perfect glasses. Yeah. Now there's a marketing scheme I'm surprised we haven't seen. Yeah. This is true. This is very true. Um, so there's that game that's coming out. I don't know when the hell it's actually coming out, but it's called Starfield. Mm. And uh, there's been an ESRB update. It's gonna be mature. And a lot of sites have already jumped to the conclusion of there's going to be jetpack sex. What? Um, <laughs> well, I took a left turn. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, huh. sure. I mean, yeah, okay. I wonder how the Rocketeer would feel about this. Ooh, as long as you don't have a bullet hole in your rocket. That's what she said. Hey, now. That would hurt. <laughs> Ow, yeah. There could be lots of chafing. Um, I have heard that, uh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is, is getting as close to perfect scores on all of the early reviews. Oh, I know what game Charlie's getting next. I don't know what you're talking about, Zelius. No way, Jose. Uh-huh. So, here's a question for you, Zelius. How many Zelda games have you actually played? Have you ever played a Zelda game? What's the one in the in Ocarina of Time? 
Ocarina of Time. I played that mm-hmm. many, many years ago. I, they just, they just don't get that itch for me. I know mm. people love them. I know they're adored, but something about the Zelda series it just doesn't scratch the itch for me like it does other people. I, I, it's not like I have anything like I can point at. I can't be like this is the mechanic or the reason I hate these games. Mm-hmm. They just don't do it for me. I'm gonna pull up the list of games here and see, because uh, I can't remember. You probably I, played most of them. I I I never played the original. Oh, uh, but I played the Adventure of Link, and I played Link to the Past, which was the SNES one. I did not play Link's Awakening. Uh, I did play Ocarina of Time. I never played Majora's Mask. Uh, I never played Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, which I think were for handheld. Actually, I'm pretty sure that I never played any Zelda handhelds. No, that's not true. I played one, Phantom Tracks. Um, Four Swords was awesome. The Wind Wind Waker, um, Twilight Princess, Phantom Hourglass. Did I play Phantom Hourglass? Yeah, I did. Skyward Sword. Um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so I play. I've played a good chunk of the Zelda games. To my problem, I I play like an adventure type of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. I'd actually rather play like either a more JRPG game, like a Tales game, mm-hmm. or just go play a hack and slash game. Which I know it's I know Zelda's hard hack and slash, but it's in that same kind of go beat up monster type of game, action game. Mm-hmm. So I just go then basically straight to like a Diablo or something. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. The, so um, there is a dude out out there who has been playing Elden Ring basically since the uh, beginning, and he has been keeping a journey journal, uh, journeyman's journal. <laughs> Uh, he's played for 480 days straight. What? Yep. Uh, so he's got this long ass journal of his trek through Elden Ring, which is just nuts. Hasn't he already trekked through it like more than once? I I don't know. This is like going into like Mordor 18 times and you take a different path each time you go in. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, oh, by the way, here here's some of the... Uh, that the uh, ES some of the dialogue for the ESRB uh, mature rating for Starfield. Life is a sexually transmitted disease that's a hundred percent fatal. Mm-hmm. I'm all for getting a little wild, but next time let's try it without jetpacks. That's why everyone says jetpack sex. Well, there you go. And talk about seeing stars. Woo! That was amazing. I guess we'll have to see what actually happens when it comes out. If it actually comes out. I mean, because it was originally, I think it was already supposed to have been coming, have come out. Let me just. It'll come out. Don't you worry, sir. Because it's coming out for, they're saying September 6th. See, there you go. You can come join the constellation and be a part of the world of Starfield. And don't get me wrong, it looks amazing. And it's from Bethesda, so 
you know. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be released November 11th, 2022. Well, it all boils down to the question of how long do you delay a game before it's ready to release? You don't want to Duke Nukem it. <laughs> yeah. Still waiting on that StarCraft ghost. I think you'll be waiting a little bit longer than that, sir. Well, they, they finally officially announced that that thing has been canceled. Quite a while ago. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I like to jokingly bring it up from time to time because it's the only game that that you could kind of compare to Duke Nukem Forever. Although, when Gearbox bought the rights to it, they're just like, you know what, fuck it. Just, the game's going to suck, but let's just publish it so that we can end this long-ass weird adventure. Well, one of them at least came out. What'd you say? Duke Nukem at least came out. That's true. That's very true. It did come out. Apparently it was terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I own it. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Nice. Well, part of the part of the problem was that you the 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 chauvinistic pig stuff was fun in the original Duke Nukem, and now we've got more sensitivity about certain things and so duke nukem just wasn't the the type of game that it is is not as widely accepted so you say it did not age well no no although the reason why it took so long is that the new graphics engines kept coming out and so they kept redoing it to make it look as pretty as possible yeah i saw a lot of uh, game developers are pro thinking of eschewing their own in house engine and just going straight to unreal five yes well that's um in that what uh uh what the, uh, god damn it uh, project cd red yeah and there was a rumor that destiny was going to also for destiny 3 supposedly which i mean that having been in the development side that alleviates a shit ton uh, I understand the, the the want and desire for a custom engine because that engine is built specifically to get the best out of your game. However, when you have amazing engines like the Unreal one, you can focus more on polishing the the issues that might arise through using that engine instead of having to recraft the engine and not being able to work on the game true but aren't you also then reliant on um epic games to also fix bugs versus doing it yourself so if you find something groundbreaking you also have to wait for another developer to fix that bug that you found instead of just doing it yourself true however while you're waiting you can have your developers continue to polish the stuff that is it causing the issue? Whereas if you had the graphics engine, your own custom graphics engine, you would have to halt all of the other development. Sure. So I think that one of the big thing, like from a non technical perspective is mm -hmm. also potentially reducing the number of engines in terms of creating like a video game engine monopoly. Yeah. So sometimes having that competition to help raise the 
you know, bar, which granted Unreal 5's done a great job at, yep. you still want to have the competition to force them to continue to do that. Yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, it really comes down to licensing fees then. Which, from what I've heard, is not cheap. No. But still probably cheaper than hiring your own, uh, to your point, having your own labor force and development and all that stuff. Sure as hell ain't cheap either. Well, okay, so I've got a great example, um, uh, I guess a, a cautionary tale. Um, one of my earliest um, uh, Kickstarter projects, which I can't remember the name, Elysian Shadows, oh, I yeah. think is what it's called. The only thing that ever came out of that was a very customized graphic engine. Ooh. That was it. Still waiting for it to come out on the Ouya. You mean the next-gen 2D RPG for Dreamcast and Steam and the Ouya? Yep. That's the one. Fun times. Fun times. Now we kickstarted anything recently. I do like, I was looking at their Kickstarter where they actually had an update in 2017 mm -hmm. that they're ready to rock out for some more developments of Elysian Shadows. Yep. And then nothing. Well, apparently one of the lead developers left because he was so pissed. And uh, if you had, I of course missed my window, but if you had, if you had hit him up, he would have given you a free copy of the game that he helped create uh when he left the that failed project which is what game what's up johnson uh i wish that we had the ability to call into the show but we don't have that hooked up right now but if you have a question or a comment uh or any thoughts you could just drop it in the chat uh yeah but yeah i Yeah, he got the the guy behind it just got so wrapped up in create, you know, making it look as purdy as possible. And so it never got finished. And another one that I kick started uh finally gave updates called Delver's Drop. I thought that it died or I had missed the I I somewhere missed the email to give me the code. Um to a game that's non-existent. Um, and, but they're actually going back and starting up the project again because the early Kickstarters, no one thought of cost of living when they factored in how much money it was going to cost. Hmm. They only factored in the bare minimum of uh, development fees, which, going to be totally honest with you, that's never the way to do it. <laughs> you want to you wanna overshoot, not undershoot. And also, you need a very developed product before uh, you try to kickstart or Indiegogo or crowdfund your your project. Well, I mean, it's, we've discussed a number of times on the show, but it's also this landscape changed so much since, you yep. know, like the six years, for instance, from Legion of Shadows, yep. where you could put on there a hope and a prayer, basically, of video games. And people are like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, because at the time, that's what it was. It was a, you know, potpourri of cool, unique games that we had not seen before. And it seemed like it was great. And, you know, there's a lot of 
publicity around them within the Kickstarter realm. Yep. But then uh, to your point, we realized, oh shit, these games actually cost like money and expertise and other things to kickstart. Yeah. And of course, what are your thoughts on the Rosa Parks Kickstarter scandal? What? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Let me, hold on. Let me pull this up real quick. Rosa Parks. Kickstarter. What the? Rosa Parks and RBG murals. To provide additional art and inspiration to Tallahassee's French town neighborhood. No, that, is this? Could this be it? Are they crowdfunding to, to add murals to downtown Florida? I'm so confused. I mean, the, I think one of the problems that you're going to have every single time you kickstart um, uh, every single time that you kickstart something in honor of an individual, you know, you, you have to okay, okay it with whatever, um, you know, trust or foundation owns that likeness. And to do it without doing that is big no-no. Um, uh, Georgia Tech actually has a uh, ro uh, statue of Rosa Parks sitting on a bench in the middle of campus. And apparently that was a very long, drawn-out process to get permission to just even honor, you know, Rosa Parks. Well, in this case, I find it more funny that's in Florida of all states oh, considering Lord. what's going on there yeah yeah florida florida especially florida and, and disney just you know going at it yeah but yeah I, I, you always got to be careful about uh it's it's nice to do things to honor and uh amazing individuals who shaped history but you also need to have a lot of permission in order not to get your ass sued like you can't do uh, you you could do it really comes down to if you're trying to raise for profit that's really what it is i'm pretty sure that if you know if if Alter Confusion were to write up something about you know um, a pioneer in the video game industry, that would be fine. But if I wrote a book about a pioneer in the gaming industry and they tried to sell it, um, I may get in some some uh, problems. You just gotta make it juicy enough to have a lawyer to uh, want to defend you. <laughs> it's a scandalous book about the the dark. Uh, underbelly of the video game industry. They're public figures. It's fine. Centered around Activision. Oh, dear. How uh, many pages are you going to write about Mr. Kotnick? 
I don't think there's a book that could contain the the nastiness that that got that continues to get swept under the rug with that company. I think this should be your uh, investigatory route and actually find out. As much as I would love to, I think I would physically become ill <laughs> with with some of the shit that they do or have done. Maybe there's only one way to find out. No, not doing it, Zelius. You look like a couple of thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. You're 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 very welcome, Grand Theft Rust. Then again, you did catch us right at the end of the show, so thank you for tuning in. But yeah. Anywho, speaking of the end of the show, I think we have reached the end of the show. Uh, by the way, if anyone out there uh, wants to catch the whole show or any of the previous shows, all you got to do is download the podcast from any, from your favorite podcast provider. Or, of course, you go to our YouTube channel and you can watch the video. Indeed. Yes. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you to come our heads, our mouths, and, of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.